welcome to the Plenty of Feet podcast. We have a Mama Goods takeover this week, which is fun. And allow me to introduce introduce our guest, Jack the Speck. Welcome. Hey, hey, y'all. It's your boy, Jack the Speck. Not hosting a podcast, which is weird for me, but cool to be interviewed. And I'm glad to be here on our first ever Mama Goods takeover. Let's go. Yes, let's get it. I'm super excited to have you on here. I did. Um, I just noticed you had a podcast last night. I was like, what? He's had a podcast since last year. Where the heck? Yeah, it's it's pretty low. It, it's pretty like the thing about that, which I love, um, is that people notice that. I'm like, yeah, you do a podcast. I'm like, it's kind of low key. But yeah, um, figured I'd do one for the Giantess community because, you know, that's never been done and figure I'd make a space for that. Much like mm-hmm. there's a podcast for feet so i'm excited to be a part of this one heck yeah how exciting yeah you you kind of like are incognito with the podcast i was like wait it's in his bio and then i gotta click the links okay let's go (laughs) (laughs) yep that's awesome so tell me a little bit about how you got into creating giantess content where to begin um man well I, I want to trace it back to, let's take it of April of last year. So mm-hmm. 2021, um, this is like second year of the pandemic. We're still trying to come out of it. Um, at this point, I'm wondering what are other things I can do to express um, my creativity because um, my background is in graphic design. So I always thought there would be something cool to do to implement my skills with that and bring it into this fetish I've had for about 14 years now. So I figured, you know what? I have Photoshop. Let me start having fun with this. So um, started on Photoshop and went from there and just started learning how to do different techniques and skills like um, Nike MD. I um, watched his videos back in the day. Um, So learning from him. And I just finally decided to put those, you know, skills to practice. And then all of a sudden I find myself doing video edits and, um, I have a Patreon and it's nuts. So, um, it's been a crazy ride. It's hard to believe I've been here for almost a year and a half already. So it's kind of nuts. Right. Time flies by when you're having fun and you're enjoying what you're doing. Most definitely. Yeah. I think that's exciting. You know, um, so you have a graphic background. That's pretty cool. So you're really putting, you know, those tools to use. Definitely, definitely. So um for my graphic sorry about that. Okay. For my uh graphic um design background, I um I went to college for it. Went to community college for it because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do in life, as we all been there before. So I decided I knew I liked art. So what I wanted to do was like make posters and do cool little like fan signs and whatnot. So I did that for about four years. And then um, I parlayed that into going to art school and got my bachelor's in advertising art direction. So, and that, and yeah, so it was really cool to really just apply that and, you know, find my niche in something art-wise because I've always wanted to create. So um, bringing that education I got to this fetish has been incredible. And I'm grateful that I was able to do that. 
Oh, yeah, that's so exciting. I'm so happy for you. You know, um, it's definitely some advice for people. If you don't know what you want to do, at least try to major in something that's pretty universal. Like you can you can use it just about everywhere. Yeah, for sure. Because, um, you know, no one no one's ever going to stop advertising anything. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I figured that if you're going to create and you can find an avenue because I know my parents were like, we're going to do an art degree. And I'm like, but they need someone to make those graphics, right? They need someone to have those digital ads that you see on your phone when you're scrolling. They need to have someone have those billboards up when you're driving by. So, you know, once I explained that to them, I'm like, you know what? That's a good point. And I said, see, all right. our degrees are not useless. <laughs> no, endless opportunities, which is great. Um, exactly. Yeah. An art major. That's awesome. Wow, that's really cool. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love it. Nice. So since you do have, you know, your graphic background, art background, typically how long would it take you to create those amazing edits that you do? So it depends. So since we're just talking about the graphic background, because I've done, because as you've seen, I've done both video and photo, but um, we can start on a photo. So for the photo edits, um... Those can take me anywhere. My process is first I want to get a good background to create that to create that sense of scale and uh, size in comparison to whoever I'm editing. So for the model, I try to find a way to make them look superimposed on this background. And usually my perspectives are um, someone looking up. And then the idea is to have buildings surrounding them because, you know, you want to have that, oh shit, there's a giant ass woman above yeah. me and there's buildings falling and there's smoke and it's just chaos so like um for me that process like getting all that set up um it can take anywhere from about 15 minutes to about uh 30 to 35 minutes that's how i usually try to do my photo edits because um initially the um my very first one when i did a giantess um edit it took me a good like um, I want to say hour because I really want to nail down those little elements like debris falling, smoke. You want to get all those little elements that really tie it all together. So, I mean, yeah, anyone can slap together um, a photo and put buildings behind it. And like, oh, yeah, it's a giantess photo. But if you really want to capture that essence of what's going on, like, dude, this is a giantess destroying a fucking building with her foot. All she just needs to do is just kick and <laughs> boom. Like, let's get those little elements like smoke, debris, and all of that to really just sell the impact of, you know, there's this giantess in town and she's destroying. Definitely. Yeah. That extra impact really is the wow factor. You're just like, what? Look at all this cool stuff lying around. <laughs> like, that's a huge impact, literally. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. You got to make it, you got to sell it. You got to really make it feel realistic yeah definitely wow you i've seen like your um your edits from like day one to now like huge improvements like absolutely amazing thank you yeah it's been crazy uh have you like looking back i still feel like every creative and artist goes through this but when you look back and see your old stuff you're like man it it's crazy how the progression comes along because like I really like it took me a while because someone says hey go back and look at your older stuff and I'm like you know what I haven't like 
critically taking the time to sit down and do that. But um, recently, ever since I hit my year, I'm like, wow, I really ingrained myself into this. And, you know, you can just it's awesome to see that personal growth. So it's been awesome to see. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, when you're able to go back and look at it. um, Yeah, it's just mind blowing. I'm really uh, happy for you, you know, that you found this niche and you're able to just give to all of us here in the public, like a bird's eye view of this whole giantess thing. Like I had no idea. I had no idea giantesses, like it was even a thing until daddy goods talked to me about Cleo. And I was like, Whoa, like that's freaking amazing. They get to yeah. really be like these big baddies. Like what? That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so, and I tell people all the time, I feel like the giantess fetish and the foot fetish are, like, not that far away from each other, if you really think about it. They are um, I feel like they're closely related. Yes. Definitely closely related. Um, you know, it it gives others who are, you know, extreme foot fetishists a uh, opportunity to, uh, excuse me, opportunity to take a look at the giantesses. And it's just like, wow, in your face, like you really like, I, I don't know. It's so captivating. <laughs> it's definitely cool. It's definitely cool. Um, because I feel going off of that, like I've had a foot fetish um, a little bit before I had the giantess fetish. So you know, I've always had a thing for feet. Like, that's my first fetish. I mean, I guess my first fetish love, I guess you could say. But, um, but like, seeing that combined with seeing a giant woman, like, being destructive and empower, and, you know, you put that with a foot fetish, and it's just this dominating presence. And it's something that's, again, just overly, overly cool to see. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So let's touch on, um, you know, you said you have a foot fetish and it's been about 14 years since you discovered that. How did you come about discovering, you know, your your fetish for feet? Man, um, I can remember this vividly like it was yesterday. Um, go back to high school, my freshman year, you know, um, I was 14. So I'm really just, you know, learning about myself you know those crucial years when you're coming to your own and like for some reason i had a crush on this one girl and she was wearing flats and you know they're not my preferred shoe but damn if it wasn't the first thing that really like (laughs) sparked that curiosity because you know the thing about flats is like they're like they hide the toes and like it was always this curious wonder and then the dangling too. So um, I remember I was in class and I was just working on an assignment and I looked down because I had dropped my pencil and I looked up and, you know, she's just dangling her shoe. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm, and I'm just sitting here thinking like, why am I suddenly like peaked by her dangling her shoe? And, you know, uh, I was just like, and then I started to question, like, what does her toes look like under there? Like, I want to see the whole foot. Like, man, so it was just this long, long mystery. And that really started to, like, hang into my head. Like, huh. And, you know, I just started to pay attention to footwear and shoes. And, you know, 
when it finally came time to where it finally got warmer and she was, you know, finally wearing open-toed shoes, um, it has some pretty feet. And I'm like, wow. And, you know, that was probably the first time I realized I had a foot fetish because shortly after I said, you have nice feet. And at the time she was like, that's weird. Why would you, why is that the first thing you would say? And I'm just like, mm, probably <laughs> shouldn't be the first thing I should say to compliment a girl, but, um, but yes, yes but for you. yeah, <laughs> but that was like really the first time where I'm like, huh? So I do have, I do have a foot fetish and that was just a very interesting way to confirm it. And like I said earlier, flats are not my favorite shoes that I like to see a woman wear, but um, that that mystery, that curiosity that they create because you can't see the entire foot. It's like mm-hmm. a tease without it trying to be a tease. And I think that's the one thing I really love about like flats, even though they're not my favorite. It's that mystery. Like, what does the foot, what does the entire foot look like? Yeah, you're like, what's in there? Exactly. That curiosity. <laughs> No, yeah, absolutely. I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So you were a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm, no, a freshman correct. in high school. Freshman yep. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. And you had to wait a whole like what semester until spring to see what her feet were. Yeah, like. just until spring, because it was it was cold and you know, can wear, you know, so had to wait because like it was just that oh I just want to know so I was just left with that mystery for we're talking like three to four months like it was just it was just you know and in between that time I was just doing my research and going on the internet and back in good old 2008 and just (laughs) trying to see what was this whole thing like why are uh, feet found to be fascinating why do we like see it in this way and you know mm-hmm. look at it like it, it's it's crazy because foot fetish is probably one of the most common fetishes that people have and you know i know back then um especially way back then um people like oh you like feet so it's weird so it's kind of cool to see it evolve and become it more become more socially acceptable but back then it was just seen as this you know very um taboo weird thing that people have but it, i think it's freaking cool <laughs> Absolutely. yeah i mean i like that it's you know coming more to light um mm-hmm. Still, some people that are like, "What feet? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> like, hey, it is it's feet, man. <laughs> Embrace the inner beauty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's an awesome origin story, honestly. And you had to wait a few months to <laughs> to see those little bad boys. <laughs> I know. Uh... <laughs> Dang. Oh my goodness. Let me see. I put some notes down on some questions I wanted to ask you. Let's see. I think we kind of touched base on this, but let let me ask again. So why do you think people are fascinated by giantess content? That's a really good question. Um, I think, I think there has to be some sort of curiosity. There's a lot of layers to this fetish. So I think for, I, I think if I had to answer the question up front, I think there's just 
Um, domination, that's one thing that fascinates people because you're seeing a woman in power and that's something you don't commonly see. So that's also cool. Um, you get, you're also bringing out those features even more because every, every part of that woman is going to be bigger and you're making everything a bit more, you know, attentive and more prominent when you're going to be 50 freaking feet tall. So yeah. um, I think that's one thing that's um, going to allow people to have this fascination with it. And it's crazy because I want to say over the past, let's say, hmm, I want to say over the past, let's say eight, eight years, because that's what I've been noticing where um, you're seeing all these creatives come out with this content and you're going to be able to go ahead and find a way to really see how people are bringing that out. Cause like for me, I've always wanted, there's content of the giantess fetish. I've wanted to see that aren't covered enough. Like some people like Vore, some people like being the idea of being eaten, which I was like, eh, what's that? And then, you know, I got into this fetish. I'm like, okay, I kind of get it now. So like there are aspects of this fetish that really emphasize other things. And I feel like that's where the fascination comes in for a lot of people. Cause like some people like the idea of being crushed, getting stepped on, um, you know, that deals with the, um, the feet. So I feel like that ties into how, you know, foot fetish comes into the giantess fetish. Then you have some other things where some people like being sat on or crushed or seeing a giant woman crush buildings or ass, you know, that's, <laughs> that's where the booty comes in. So there's a lot of different aspects to where, the giantess fetish can go way beyond what it is on a surface level. You're emphasizing mm -hmm. parts of the body that you like someone might enjoy and they're just making it better. You're enhancing it. And I feel like that allows for the curiosity and wonder of the fetish to come out. And, you know, it's been cool because being in this community for the past year and a half, I've been like, learning new things about the fetish myself and how people really indulge it in different ways that I might. So I feel like that's why it's become this very fat, this fascinating thing. Like, shoot, there was a documentary on it. I think a few years ago on, um, um, TLC, they did, I gotta remember it, but they did a, like a mini documentary about it. So that was really like a, um, that was, like when I saw that, I'm like, okay, so th this niche is really becoming a bit more prominent, a bit more mainstream. Like no. I was like, wow, that that's crazy. So this, this fetish is starting to become really in depth and more prominent as time's gone on. So that's, that's nuts to me, but it's cool yeah. at the same time. That is pretty amazing. Honestly, I didn't know TLC did a little docu-series thing. I'm going to have to check it out. <laughs> Yeah, um, I it was I think it was it was based around um, I think it's called sexism or something like that. But they touch on different fetishes and whatnot, so it's really cool. Definitely check it out. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to touch a little more on you said. Oh, excuse me if I get this wrong. Somebody else mentioned it too. Vor content that's like eating. Yeah. So. <laughs> vor content where do we begin um so yeah so vor so yeah vor 
in the essence is people wanting to get eat be eaten. So like it's one of my favorite things of the fetish itself too. So um in terms of like vor content, um there's something fascinating about being eaten alive. And um so I guess it changed it takes on a different meaning when you're going to be devoured by a giantess, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it, it goes into the whole there's different elements to that you're getting you know, teased before then, you know, you're looking like a snack, but literally, so you're taking that and it's becoming a different meeting. And, you know, so maybe it's the, some people might like the idea of being this tasty snack to say their goddess. And that's one way that people look at it. Some people might enjoy the fact that you get to hop inside of a giant woman's mouth and you're you're in there you're you know you're swirling around some people might look at it as like a water park ride i do that's how i see it but that's um yeah so right. like that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> so like there's different um things to um vor that people do like um but i feel like that can take in its own creation with the not creation but it takes on its own like scope itself you know because people are fascinated by it and you know the idea of satisfying this giant woman you're feeding her you're nourishing her you know you're you're comes back to that whole you know being dominated you're servicing her in the end and if it means you have to be devoured and digested and you know and when we die but hey you know you're serving your goddess so why not so yeah so um, it can take on that form and, you know, a lot of vor can really be, be the tease, the tease factor of it. Like, um, because when you're doing vor content, from what I've seen, it's usually the POV of just the mouth and, you know, the lips. And that's a lot of where the teasing comes in. Like, you can be licking your lips, biting your lips, you know, just talking about how you're going to enjoy eating this tiny man. And, you know, it's, you know... <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes the tease makes that all up. So there's a lot of elements within there um just being dominated and you know, but yeah, so um yeah, vor is this really fascinating aspect of the fetish where um people may take on it in different ways. Some people say they're serving, some people say they're sacrificing themselves, you know. So yeah. um those different aspects of it really make it interesting cuz you know, when you put war by itself and you don't attribute it with a giantess fetish. Some people are like, Oh, why would you want to be eaten alive? That's weird. But <laughs> when you put a giantess behind it, uh-huh. then it's like, aha. Okay. I get it. I get it. So, um, <laughs> sometimes it hits differently if you go in that angle. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, this is honestly so fascinating. Like, you know, now that I am a part of this community, I'm learning so many more, you know, sub things that go along with everything like other people's kinks and whatnot I'm like dude this Mm -hmm. is cool it's very eye-opening like you know a lot of this stuff isn't really broadcasted mainstream or anything so it's just right you you randomly stumble upon this and you're like wow that's actually pretty hot like that's amazing yeah it's nuts it's pretty cool but it I I like like looking under the hood of it and seeing all of it it's really fascinating. So I think that's what's really cool. And I think that goes back to your earlier question of like, why do you think people are so fascinated by it? I mm-hmm. think little sub things like that really emphasize it. 
Definitely. Yeah. There's like so many levels to it. It's just like, wow. Okay. Let's take it all in. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's take a quick look here. I'm going to look at the comments really quick and see if there's any questions or some shout outs. All right. So we have William Lewis in the house. Hey, William. Young so Jalop. <laughs> Take Mama Goods take over. Yes. Uh, let's see who else. Young M. Shout out. Yes. Tyler. Matthew. Mama Goods. Are you barefoot? Uh, no, I am not. I have socks on at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have Pixie. Hey, Pixie. Um, wholesome. This is so wholesome. Thank you. You're you're welcome. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, we have a uh, Dr. Jazzman Nelson. Hey, Nelson. Main Main. Oh, Main Main said the documentary was Attack of the Giant Woman. There it is. Yes, that's the name of it. Definitely search that. That's it. That's definitely it. Thank you, Main Main. Yes, thank you. I will definitely be looking into that today. Let's see. Wholesome said vegans triggered. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, where are we are all specs in the universe. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And someone asked for a foot marshal. Sorry, y'all. No foot marshal today. Maybe tune in later on this week if we have another guest. And then Jazzman, how's everything? Everything is just fine and dandy, Mr. Jazzman. How are you doing today, Jack? I am I'm good. It's a nice, um, it's a nice. What's the temperature right now in Chicago? It's a nice 78 degrees. It's not too hot, not too cold. Um, it's a nice cool breeze. It hasn't been hasn't been 90. So yeah, I'm good. Uh, it's nice not to be in the sweltering summer heat. So yeah. I, it, I agree with you there. Yes. 78 degrees sounds so nice right now. I think it's like hot out here in Vegas. I think it's like 90 something degrees. Oh no. I haven't gone out there since this morning, and I don't want to. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> yes. I'm like, when it's just too hot, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to leave the house. I would just sit home all day. I definitely feel that. That's, yeah. It Sometimes it's it's it can be the worst. Going out in this heat absolutely sucks, but right now it's good. So hopefully it stays cool here. <laughs> nice. So you are in Chicago, the Windy City. Yes, yes. Um, where the weather is bipolar as hell. You never know it's gonna be hot, cold, rainy. Um, had the past four days be cloudy, so that's that was really weird. I kind of missed the sun, but not to the point where it's gonna, you know, be sweltering hot. But it's sunny in seventy eight, so this is the ideal summer weather for me. There we go. Yes. Ideal summer weather is that sounds like my ideal summer weather. I'm going to go over there <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And so I have uh, someone asking, Jack, do you look up to anyone? I'm assuming they mean like maybe content creator wise, like other editors. For sure. For sure. I'm going to answer that two part. Like, of course, I'm a spec. I will. I look up to everybody. I'm small. Come on now. <laughs> um, But <laughs> On a more serious note, um, yeah, there's a few, uh, there's a few creators I do look up to. Um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Nike, he, um, he is probably one of the bigger ones I look up to. He's very, 
he's very detailed in his edits and I love the way he captures a lot of his footage and whatnot and inspired me to start doing in-person shoots with models. So uh, shout out to him. He really, you know, had the catalyst to really push me in that direction to get a photo on like get photos and do photography. So it's been cool to really be pushed in that direction. And, um, and then other than that, um, there's this other, editor that i look up to his name's uh micro merchant you can find him at micro merchant on both instagram and twitter he he's the one who really uh got me into it because i reached out to him and i was noticing his work because he started a few i think three months before i did so i reached out to him and he was already doing video editing and um i'm like your stuff is really good i really love your stuff um you know, I would like to, you know, if you can give me some tips or anything, then, you know, I would love to, like, reach out to you. And ever since he's been, like, this mentor to me, he's uh, giving me feedback on my work. He's really said, hey, maybe you should try this, um, do the um, little tools like that, and really pushed me into starting to do video editing when I started to, you know, move more in that direction. And that's what I primarily do now. Um, so I look up to him a lot. He's really been an inspiration for me becoming more video um, video centric with my edits now. And it's been an honor like learning from him. So definitely check him out. He's one of my inspirations. And uh, one more I can name is um, Colossal Collages. Um, same thing on Twitter and Instagram, colossal.collages. Um, he's done a variety of different giantess media. He's done like, animations like actual 3d renders which is cool he's wow. done like under glass giantess where there's a tiny that's getting stepped on and it's see-through glass and that's cool um the pov of that is crazy and um he's also done little things like he's done little like web comics and made popular um characters and media giantesses so it's really cool to see what he comes up with and um what he does but those are the three guys i really look to for inspiration and um, just being able to really, you know, ironically grow in the community and really learn how to um, just find my way in it. And, you know, if it wasn't for those three, I think, I don't think I'd be um, driven or inspired or really ingrained in the community. Like um, I've been over this, over all this time. So um, those are the three I look up to. Oh, that's awesome. Shout out to all three of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it definitely helps being able to have other people in the community that you can, you know, look up to and ask for help if there's ever any help that's needed. Um, that's big, you know, and I love that about this community. Everyone mm-hmm. is super nice. Very like they embrace one another, which I find amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever been a part of any like hobby hobby wise a community like this one it's insane um everyone in my experience like i want to say 90 percent of the time has been polite has been open have been helpful very receptive um you're able to give each other advice because you know at the end of the day you know i want everyone to eat i want everyone to like thrive in this community because if i'm eating and you're eating we're all gonna eat everyone's gonna eat in this community if we all help each other out um, as uh, Giantess Cleo said to me when I was um, talking to her, she says she feels like there's enough pie in the sky for 
all of us to succeed in this um, community. So I want to be able to give back and help those who come after me in this community and really prop it up to be as big as it possibly can. Because I feel like um, there's a fascination behind it. And there's a lot of people that I've discovered over the past um, year and a half that have been here really be into this. And it's awesome to know that there are other people like me that are enjoying this and that really have a passion for it beyond even beyond just the like the sexual side of it just the fascination of it alone is 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 freaking awesome so like coming with stories giving each other ideas uh just going back and forth and really um just helping each other in that process and growing together is probably one of my favorite things that i get to experience while being in this community it's really cool Oh, yeah. Shout out to that. I absolutely love that. And I love, you know, what Cleo said, that there's more than enough pie for everyone out here, which there really is. There's no reason to, you know, um, try to gatekeep or, mm-hmm. or, you know, just shun someone like, no, everyone's pretty cool. You just have to embrace it. Exactly. Definitely. For sure. For sure. Oh, man, that's awesome. Let's take a look. I have someone saying. How tall is Spec, or is the name all a metaphor? <laughs> so it is. Um, it is both. So in so when I'm not being a Spec, I am normally. I'm normally. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm about five nine, five ten. So yeah, five nine, five ten. Um. So yeah. So I'm. I'm yay tall, five nine, five ten. There you go. Now, people, you have your you have your answer. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say you're a spec. <laughs> definitely, definitely not a spec. <laughs> but in the eyes of a giantess, yes. Definitely, always. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Let's take a look here. See if I have any other notes. If I can find them, I'm on Daddy Goods' computer. Typically, um, I'm not on his computer, so I'm trying to find my notes. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, are there any models on your like, like wish list? I guess maybe like who you would really want to work with. Ooh, that's a great question. On my wish list. Yes. Might have to I, I might have to like pull up my wish list because I've had I have those notes like who would I want to work with next? Yeah. Who would I wanna, you know, collage or edit or even shoot with? Like I I over I always think about that. Like who's the next model I'm gonna shoot with? Who am I going to be uh you know wanting to make some edits of? Like who's a model I can really like work with? Um so hmm I well, yeah, Cleo, Cleo for sure. Um, I I would love to shoot with Giantess Cleo. She is like one of the bigger like models in this community. And man, if if I had the opportunity to shoot with her, I would be over the moon, and I would be hell excited because like she is this real life giantess. Like, yes, she's six feet tall. Like, wow, that's cool. But not other than that, but other than that, like she's had this chill personality and I would love to shoot with someone like her. I feel like it would be a lot of fun and, you know, just being able to 
you know, shoot someone that's already that tall. And, you know, when you talk to some of these models, because, you know, being tall in their eyes has been seen as something that they've gotten picked on for, which is, mm-hmm. which is, you know, tough. And, you know, that's very unfortunate. Um, and I feel like in a space like this, like the Giants is fetish, I feel like that's something that's celebrated and they're not knocked for it and which is really cool. And uh, it's probably one of the most whole, whole, more wholesome things I've seen. So like working with Cleo would be a blast. She's, she's hella chill. She seems like she's a blast to talk to and doing some scenarios and um, edits with her would be truly awesome just because, you know, it's, it's Cleo. I mean, yeah, I don't know Cleo. what else. It's Cleo. She's, she's amazing. Um, Daddy Goods actually did a podcast with her and um, Pogzilla. Um, uh, I have their names on my in my brain. Um, but when I was standing next to them, I was like, Oh my gosh, y'all are <laughs> really tall. My goodness. But I think it's awesome, you know, that they now have a platform where they can be really comfortable with how tall they are. And just, it's a, it's a blessing, you know, that they're able to find like sanctuary basically, you know, because there are a lot of people that are really mean. Um, if, if a woman is extremely tall, just like, wow, what the heck? Yeah. And, and that's always been a weird thing to me. Like, why would you, why would you be mean? Like, why, why do you have to go in with this malicious intent just to pick like, um, yeah, they're, they're taller than you. So what, what makes them any less like, come on now. It, it's, right. it's they're just jealous that they're not as tall. Exactly. Oh, well. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Let's see. So we have Cleo on your list. Who else is on your wish? Uh, so um, referring back to that podcast um, that you guys had, like, four, all four of them, I think it was uh, mm-hmm. Cleo, Autumn, Pog, and Maven. Maven yeah, those were the four for sure. Them. Yes. Um. So Maven, Maven's definitely one. Um. Her aesthetic and her style... And uh, just talking to her in general, like, she's very deep in, like, her conversation, like, the amount of conversation you can have with her is deep. She's very insightful. She has this cool perspective on things. And, like, I would love to work with Maven, because I don't know if you've seen her page, but her aesthetic on her page is, like, it's very refined, very professional like she has the she has this way of subtly it's subtle but it's effective she just has this style that is very her and working with her would be a blast too because like she has this domination to her but it's very soft very very Mm -hmm. very soft very soft dom vibes and like I'm I'm a fan of that. Like do, being dominated is one thing, but if you can if you can be softly dominated, then that's just a whole nother level. So I I will really love to work with her. Like that that's like awesome, and I feel like some scenarios with her, just her being calm and patient, and also giving this vibe of she could still totally crush me at any point, but she's not like making me feel like. 
Correct. Like you're what? super like you're being super dominated on. Like Exactly. But yeah. you it's don't just feel enough. it's just enough. You're like, I should be threatened, but I don't <laughs> feel overly threatened. It's a weird, it's a weird kind of vibe. So yeah, definitely. Nice. Yeah, she definitely has that. It's embodied. It's like a her. It's definitely her. Definitely. All right. So we have Cleo and Maven. Any? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna do one more out of the four women on there because I've already now everyone knows this, but I've already um, I've already um shot with pog in person and that was an experience um so that was cool but um the last of those four i would love to work with autumn like now autumn she she isn't you know like tall like maven and cleo and pog but man her feet are beautiful and they are big and i would love to shoot with her because Autumn's like very, I love her personality. It's very um free. She's very free. She's very like energetic, and that type of energy, especially when you're working with someone and collaborating on something like that, I feel like that would be a blast. Like Autumn has this very nice. I I don't know. You like you just feel her energy, and like yeah. it's really it's cool. To, yeah. Yeah, so no, it's good to work with people like that. Yeah, it's um how how can I explain it? Because like um when I shot with Pog, like um sometimes you feel vibes and you know how you can work with someone, especially if you get along with them, it makes the work more fun, then you're having fun with it. And if you're both having fun, then you come out with some great stuff. So collabor- collaborating in that sense is always fun. And I feel like I could definitely get into that kind of mindset with Autumn. So I feel like just the vibes alone would be just immaculate at just like it would just be immaculate. So that'd be really cool to like um, shoot with her and, you know, feel that energy. And again, I know she says she's like only five, eight, five, nine, if I recall correctly. But the fact that she has five, 12 feet, is just like, wow, I would love to like, Yes, please. Yeah. I would love to shoot with her. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. Um, you know, it, it's the big thing when um, people, when they just have that that vibration off of them that you could really vibe with, it's captivating. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's it's amazing. And I feel like uh, in any, in any, not just um, for content wise, but if you're able to work with someone, you guys have those similar vibes and it kind of makes work feel like not work. And it just feels like you're just having a fun time. And that's, yes. that's definitely what it should be, especially for ca- collaborating and whatnot. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, that's what it's all about. You don't want any like, you know, all that pressure like building up and it kind of takes away from that creativity that you can really channel if it's just like free going. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's how, you know, being creative or any sort of creativity goes like you're going to get through the process where you're learning what you're doing and you're starting to get into the groove of it. But once you're slowly starting to really, I guess, get into a groove of what you're doing and then that created they the creativity grows with you because 
you're going to be flowing a bit more. Your work habits are going to be a bit more consistent. You're going to find yourself doing things on a more consistent basis that you weren't doing before. So you're going to start getting into a groove where everything is just happening and you're not even, it's kind of like you're processing it faster. Like, yeah, yeah, you're, it's a world of a machine. You're going to be able to do those small little tasks easy, just like that. You don't need to have to think about it. You're just boom, boom, boom there. So little things like that um, in the creative process is really cool. When you're better at those little small things, those are the fundamentals that, I feel like everyone that's being creative needs to really have just those little micro moments that, you know, you have to have that nailed down. You got to get your P's and Q's on point. But once you have those, those on point, you're going to be amazed at how efficient you are as a creative. That's how I see it anyway. But I feel like that's something that everyone can take with them, especially if you're creative. Definitely. Do you have any other advice for up and coming creatives out there? For sure. So I know a lot of the question I get, a lot of the questions I get um, in my IG um, from new people is like, how do I get started? What do I do? And I always say that you have to like, just like, you're not going to be, we're not, we're all not good at anything when we first do it. We're going to suck at it. That's just a fact. We're going like, it would be awesome if we could all just instantly get on there and just boom, be great instantly, but greatness takes time to develop. So what I always tell people is that you want to make sure that you take your time, learn the program that you're going to be creating. And if you're doing um, collages, you know, don't be afraid to go on YouTube or ask someone in this community because they're going to be more than willing to help you. I guarantee you that. Um, but don't be afraid to ask someone for advice. Where do you go for your um, resources and or how do you, you know, just you know, build a creation or model. Like there are videos out there. There are people who are willing to help you. So do that. So first, don't be afraid to ask for help. That's, that's number one. Don't be afraid. There's no shame in that. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, two, definitely mess around yourself. Cause I feel like that's one thing that people do get afraid of doing. You want to be able to um, really, I guess, find a way to, Build your own creative process because you can't go off someone else's because you're not going to be forming your own and you want to be able to form your own process and your own skill and creativity. So I want you to be able to, and I'm just saying in general, I'm talking, I'm not talking to anyone in general, but I want you to be able to find your own creative process because that's what will make you a more in-depth and individual designer because you're going to be able to find skills that I might not even know of. So I can give you all the advice that I can, but I want you to put a spin on it. That way it becomes something of your own. You might do something different from me. And I'm like, Oh, Holy shit. That's cool. I never ever even thought to do something like that. And I see that all the time. Like, um, like there's one, there's one fellow editor I want to shout out. Um, his name is Voltan Ryder. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he he's awesome, and I love and I love his um I love his work and his edits. And like you know, when he he came to me a few months ago saying, "Yeah, I'm inspired by your work and stuff." I'm like, mm-hmm. like I I was like, me? What? Why? Like not me? There there are but I. It, it was weird. So, but you know, I get I'm part of my advice, and he says, "Well, how do you do this? How do you do?" like shakes and booms and say, put your own twist on it. But this is what I do. This is how I edit. And, you know, he's taking that and he's put his own little spin on it. And, you know, he, 
he's really coming to his own. So definitely check him out. But yeah, um, definitely. I followed him the other day because Gorgeous Long Toes actually like did a shout out for him. I was like, oh, let me check out his page. And I was like, okay, I'll follow him. He has some cool work. Yeah, he he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. So like anyone who's out there wanting to create Giants content, like definitely like definitely like at the end of the day, I always say just do the damn thing. Like get that program, get that go on Photoshop, just start messing around, ask for help, but start experimenting, start getting photos and pictures and just, you know, get a blank canvas and just paint that shit. Like, like just fill it up and, you know, see what happens. You're going to have some things that do and don't work. You're going to have some things that are not going to work, but you're going to find something. And once you find that something, you're going to be like, okay, this is, it's something I build off of because first it's going to be, you know, okay, it looks okay. And then when you start doing it more then okay, starts to turn to good and then goods turns to great. And then that's that process. That's that growth you're feeling as you're creating this content. It's not going to be perfect at first. Um, it's not going to be perfect first. Trust me. Um, I've been there with no experience in the video editing. Cause I have no video editing background. Just want to put that out there to everyone that knows. I have had no video editing background. And when people say, oh, no, this is pretty good. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I, I feel like this is not good. I, I feel like this could be a lot better. But, you know, when I see that, I'm like, okay, so maybe I am doing, maybe I am doing something right. But, and, and that's what I want to tell people too. Like, you got to be able to go out there and, you know, create your stuff. And then once you realize that you're doing something and you're getting meaningful feedback to where you're going to be able to grow in yourself and then yeah you'll be pretty surprised with what you can create within yourself so um to make a long story short just get out there do the damn thing and you'll be surprised where your where your creativity will take you and yeah just just go out there and do the damn thing guys you got there this. you go you guys heard it from jack the spec just get out there and do it don't wait exactly as you know time is of the essence exactly and on that note i think we are just about ready to wrap it up we've been on here for a little more than 45 minutes i think anything else you'd like to add jack um i just want to shout out the community itself like you guys are uh, as i always say in my stories but and you know you guys are like, oh, it's just lip service. But no, I genuinely mean it. You guys are the reason where why I've, uh, st- you know, stuck around and stayed in this community. You guys really, it's really cool to meet you guys and hear other people being to this fetish. So that's, that's one thing that I've always um, appreciated. Like being in, being in this community has been awesome. And, you know, it's allowed me in my personal life to be a bit more freer because, you know, you know, you don't like giant women what's that and you know but now having this community to share it with it's allowed me to be a bit more freer with who i am personally and i feel like that's something um that i can take with me going forward first in my life so you guys have been awesome and um like i said i'm gonna continue to be in this community for as long as you guys will have me i will i will definitely stick around for the long haul and you know like i said there's always fire stuff coming on the way and i appreciate you guys i appreciate being on the podcast and you know it's just been a very awesome experience and 
I hope I can come back soon. I, I really, I really love this. And uh, hopefully next time um, when my MacBook is working, I, I would love to do a live like edit for you guys, just so you guys can see my process and maybe that will inspire you guys. But yeah, um, that would be amazing. You know, next time, yeah, we'll definitely have to get you on again um, when Daddy Goods is back. <laughs> He's definitely, <his> definitely. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, no, you guys have been incredible. Um, but yeah, so I appreciate you guys and, I'm glad to be on here and uh yeah that that's all I have to say but you know shout out to the community and um also shout out to the friends that know about this because I've been getting slowly a bit more comfortable telling them with about it and I was very hesitant at first um because you know that that was a fetish that they didn't even know about like they knew about the foot fetish but the whole yeah kind of like the idea of a 50 foot woman you know roaming around or being shrunk and you know they're like eh, but they they really uh they've really come around and you know they've yeah. been supportive and that that's that that makes it even more gratifying and they're supporting me with what i do and whatnot so it's uh it's friendships that you got to keep for life you know those exactly embrace you and accept you for who you are you're unapologetically yourself and for those that don't understand it they don't need to be in anyone's life like that exactly if they if they can't accept like you're better off without them you'll find your tribe exactly Heck yeah. All right. Well, thank you for, you know, joining us on this podcast. I truly appreciate it. I know it takes time away from your day and your edits, but we appreciate you being here with us. No problem. Again, um, I appreciate the invite from both you guys. And I, I hope, like I said, I hope I can be back. Um, man, I, yeah, it, it's, this is yeah. just really cool. And I'm just glad to, uh, it's still crazy. Like I'm the one that's being interviewed and been doing like, it's weird being on this other side of the podcast, but it's hella, it's been, it's hella cool. I, I, I hope I do get to come back. Heck yeah, you definitely will. I'll let daddy goods know and we'll set it up. Um, but for now we are out. Thank you so much everyone for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe and hit the notification button. That way you can stay up to date when, Ever, I decide to roll out with another episode this week that's to be determined. <laughs> Mama <laughs> Goods take over. Yes, taking over. All right. Jack, I'm going to go ahead and hit the outro and you can stay on real quick. All right. All right.